Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I just want to first and foremost wish you a happy soon to be end of the year. Hopefully you have some time to sit back and kind of celebrate the strides and some of the progress that you've made on your relationship journey thus far. It's been a long year and I think sometimes we don't take enough time to acknowledge where we've grown, where we've made progress. That may look like learning some some new relationship skills. You may have been able to get rid of some emotional baggage that you've been carrying for so long. You may have had to cut some people out of your inner circle so that you have an opportunity to form healthy and happy relationships. So no matter where you're at in the journey, I hope you're making it. I hope you're striving. I hope you feel like you're growing. And I hope Love Unscripted Podcast has been able to help you along the way. So if you're here for the first time, welcome. Last week, we had a really dope conversation about different ways to put effort into a relationship. Relationships take effort. In that episode, we gave some practical steps on how you can start to make effort in your relationship so that you can be able to connect with your partner and go the distance. And we also gave some tips that are practical and useful if you're in the dating space, because when you're dating, there's still some ways that you could exert effort to be able to have a potential healthy relationship in the future. So just a little housekeeping. I do want to let everybody know that if you haven't already heard, me and my friend Jamel have started Wake Up in Love, which is an online relationship community where you will have access Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. with either licensed therapists or certified relationship coaches to be able to get practical tools and support for starting and maintaining healthy relationships. So if you're interested, go ahead and hit the link in the description. It's www.wakeupandlove.com. So go ahead and join that. We start January 9th. And believe me, we have some very powerful guests hitting up, kicking us off in the month of January. So you don't want to miss that. But other than that, let's go ahead and get to this topic for today. And I think it's one that will be very beneficial for us going forward. And let's go ahead and start it off like this. So when I was growing up, there were so many different opinions about whether or not TV would have negative impact on children. They weren't sure if shows like Power Rangers were going to cause children to become more violent. Now, there were multiple institutions and organizations that decided to study this topic. And as they continued to do the research, what they found was 
that some children are impacted in a negative way and some people are not. Now, this led to a couple more questions. What is the difference between the groups of children who did show more violent tendencies after watching television or violent shows versus the children who did not show any negative signs or any increased violence due to observing violence on TV? And one of the things that they end up finding is that some of the contributing factors were how much a child already had access to violent material outside of watching television versus those who did not. And what they found is children who either had um, lived in violent neighborhoods or children who took in violent, um, what is it, uh, video games or any type of just movies that they also watched outside of these TV shows and tell uh, like uh, kids programming also contributed to them having more of a violent attitude, affect versus those children who did not maybe what we would consider to be a little more sheltered or did not view those type of material on a consistent basis. And one of the things that I, I've seen and a lot of people are wondering is in this day and age, how does social media impact how we do relationships? There are many questions and concerns as to whether or not social media is bringing people closer together or pushing them farther apart. And I personally think that there are multiple factors to consider when we even look at social media and how it influences how we do relationship. One of those things is like maturity level. Where are you at mature wise, maturity wise, as far as what do you see and what do you believe about what's on social media? There are people who will literally believe everything they see. So as the climate and culture changes on social media, so does their views and belief as to how relationships are supposed to go and how relationships are supposed to play out in the real world. So on this episode, I wanted to take a look at some of the negative and positive aspects of social media so that as we go into 2023, we can kind of gauge what are some of the potential roadblocks, but also what are some of the potential benefits that we can gain from using social media? Because I don't believe anything is really all bad. I don't think, think about it. Having a slice of cake is not bad, but having a slice of cake for every meal every week may not be the healthiest thing for you. Sitting out in the sun is a really relaxing and enjoyable activity. But staying in the sun so long that you either get dehydrated or you start to hallucinate doesn't make that activity very beneficial to you. So my thing is, in moderation, how are we using social media in a way that is beneficial to relationships versus causing us negative impact? Excuse me. So I'm going to go ahead and get the negative uh, the negative aspects out the way, and then I'm going to share some positive ones with you. So the first negative one is decreased time with your partner. Now, we all know that if we were to be honest, if we go and look, if you have an iPhone, if you look into that screen time, how long are we actually spending on social media? 
Now, this definitely becomes an even bigger problem when it separates you from your partner. If you're spending more time scrolling through Instagram, through Twitter, through TikTok, that means that is time that is not going towards learning your partner, spending time with your partner, bonding with them, connecting in ways that are meaningful and that meets the need of both individuals involved. Social media has found a way to almost isolate us into our screens. We spend almost more time sometimes with our phones than we do with anybody else. I don't know too many people who walk out the house without their cell phone and leave it all day. No, that thing is actually like attached to our wrist. Like it's not going anywhere. So just imagine how increased use of social media is separating you from your partner. So if you're in a relationship, go ahead and take time to determine like, is social media separating me from my partner? How long have I spent with them this week? How much time do they need from me this week? And where can I cut back on that social media? If you're dating, what type of habits are you creating around social media? Just because you don't have someone now doesn't mean those same habits aren't going to carry over into a relationship. So what you want to do is as you're in your dating season, as you're single, start being more aware and start being more mindful of how much social media you actually use. Number two, you start to have negative comparisons. This is a big one. So many people's feelings get hurt when they feel that their own personal relationship is not living up to what they see on social media. If you aren't taking vacations on a normal basis, if your significant other isn't surprising you with these lavish date experiences, then you can feel like your relationship isn't living up to what it should be. You start um, comparing and start lining up your relationship to someone else's highlight reel because that's essentially what it is. I don't know too many people who post the negative fights, the disagreements, the, the time that they're not talking to each other. That stuff never makes it to social media. I know I wouldn't necessarily want to post that stuff because one, it's, it's like, you, you don't want your relationship to be viewed negatively, but an increased consumption of social media starts to put unrealistic expectations in our head and it makes us view relationships more negative. So be mindful of that. One of my favorite quotes is comparison is an act of violence against yourself. It hurts you to compare yourself or your relationship to other people. So if we can get into the new year and stop this comparing what someone else's relationship looks like to mine or the type of relationship I hope to have compared to what someone else hopes to have, then maybe and just maybe we can be a little happier and be a little bit more content with the relationships that we do have. Number three, Miss Bids for Connection. So Dr. John Gottman created a house where he hooks up sensors to individuals and he measures the type of interaction and connection that people have and one of excuse me that couples have and one of the things that he found is that couples when they're when their relationships are on the rocks and they have been that way for a long time what he found was that couples who are in dysfunctional relationships often miss bids for connection. 
And social media has played a major role in missing social and emotional cues. Through text, we may be trying to convey a message that is really important and very meaningful, and it may get lost in translation. I don't know about you all, but there have been times where I've sent a text message and the other person just read it completely wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't that I said it with any particular tone, but based on how that person is thinking at that moment, whatever their mood is, how their day is gone, plays a role in how they actually read your message. And one of the things that really messes up couples is that when we are stuck in our cell phones, we miss those bids for connection. Now, someone may be wondering, what is a bid for connection? And that is simply an attempt to get attention from your partner. So what that looks like is you could be out on a walk and your partner can be like, hey, babe, did you see that bird? I thought it was really cool. And depending on whether or not you actually stop and look at the bird will determine whether or not that bid was accepted or rejected. And this is important because when bids are often missed, that makes your partner feel as though they are not important. If there, It puts a layer, a layer of disconnect between you and it makes them less likely to make more bids in the future. Whether you realize it or not, maybe I should do a podcast on this, but you are always, we are always making bids for connection, whether it's, hey, let me show you something on my phone or, hey, taste this food that I'm making. These are all bids for connection. And social media has had us so blocked off that we now miss those cues if it is not exciting enough, if it is not daring enough, if it doesn't have drama attached to it, because those are the type of things that our mind are being conditioned to be able to focus on and social media has done a good job at gripping and grabbing our attention. And the last one that we'll talk about is jealousy. Now, we all know that social media can create additional access to people that we normally don't have. And there's other ways that you can engage and interact with people that you may not be able to in person. So we've all seen, I'm going to keep saying we've all seen, because we do, this is like, we're millennials, we've seen it time and time again, where there are, there are whole conversations around what does it mean to like somebody's picture? What does it mean that you follow certain people on social media? What does it mean that you are commenting different emojis under people's statuses? These type of encounters can make a partner jealous. And that is one of the things that social media has kind of opened the door for, because now you can start flirting. People can be um, inappropriate all through their phone at the touch of a finger. Social media has opened the door for more jealousy to occur because now we have more access. Now, those are just some of the few negative effects that social media has on relationships. But like I said, I believe in balance. I don't believe anything is all bad or anything is all good, but social media has created a lot of opportunity for relationships that we didn't have before. It is actually game changing. And I'm pretty sure people are studying how social media has actually brought more people together in this day and age 
where traditionally you had to meet somebody in your local town, at a restaurant, at a bar, at a family function, at some type of local event, where now you can meet people clear across the world. So I'm going to get into some of the positive aspects of social media. And hopefully these are some ways that we can appropriately use social media as a way to increase our relationships. So the first one, is it has allowed people to connect over great distances. I don't know about y'all, but I knew that there was a time where if you were having a long distance relationship, it was only through the phone. It was only through the cell phone and you had to schedule out and plan weekends, uh, extended time off so that you could spend time with someone that you cared about. But in this day and age, we are able to actually see each other in our cell phones. That has created a new level of connection for couples and for people who are dating long distance. It's actually a great thing to be able to have access to people who are not just in your town because depending on where you live, it may be a small town. The people that are in your specific city or region may not fit what you are looking for for a relationship. So rather than having to pick up and leave and go find somebody who matches what it is you're looking for, there are dating apps that allow people to connect and form long distance relationships, which is a positive because guess what? Now that increases your potential dating pool, which creates greater possibility of potentially finding someone to start a long term relationship with. Next one. It helps. And kind of I've kind of hit on this one, but it helps singles meet like they're oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hold on, let me. I almost kicked the camera. My bad, y'all. But there are different, like with the emergence of dating apps, people are able to look through lists of people to decide whether or not this is someone that they would want to potentially date. Now, why this is beneficial, I know dating apps get a bad rap, but for those who are not really good at dating in person or because of their lifestyle, they're not able to go out and meet people as much. Social media has created a way for you to connect with someone through the internet without having to bump into them at a Starbucks. And I think even with like social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter, you can start to see people's lives. Like people watch people for a while before they shoot their shot in the DM. So it does create extra people to be able to engage with and you can kind of see how someone operates on social media and kind of get a feel for who they are for what they do granted is with a grain of salt but guess what it's an, a, an increased number of people you have access to a lot of dating comes down to how many people or how many at bats how many opportunities do you get to try to connect with somebody before you find the one or before you find someone that you're willing to try to work out a relationship with. The third one that we're going to talk about, and we're talking about positive things that social media has done um, for relationships. Oh, and here's a big one. Listen, social media has created access to expert information. Social media has really changed the game with therapists um, different type of psychologists and people who are professionals in the relationship space to be able to give information for free. This podcast is free. Not many people may have access to the information that is needed 
to change their situation. Now, at the click of a button, you can look up research articles. You can follow particular therapists who specialize in different aspects of relationships in order to get the information that is needed to be able to form healthy relationships. I don't know any other time in, in Earth's history where you can go to a, a, any particular database and see how a professional or an expert in relationships talks, the information they provide, and even work with them directly, even if you don't live in their state. They may have a book that someone was putting in there in a, that was shared through a stories or a tweet that went viral talking about how you need to set more boundaries. Like social media has changed the game as far as getting information about relationships. I think that's the biggest benefit because not everyone likes to read books. Everyone doesn't like to sit down and listen to an audio book for hours to be able to get certain types of information. Or if it's just your introductory to different relationship skills, not everyone is able to sit down and consume that information through a book. But now with social media, it's created a new level of access that allows us almost unlimited um, access to people who really do this thing called relationship coaching, relationship therapy, people who can really help, people who can really move the needle and help you gain certain skills that are needed to get you from where you are to where you want to be. So as we wrapping up this episode, I just want to say like, as we're going into the new year, be mindful about how social media is playing a role in your life. Be aware, be very aware of what social media is leading you to do and what it prevents you from doing. Use balance. Balance is extremely important in anything that we do in life. It can be a detriment to you or it can be a source of a wealth of knowledge that can help you grow in your dating phase or in your relationship. So I just want to thank you all for joining us on this week's episode. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast land, please head on over to Love Unscripted HD where you can see the full video for this episode. Also, we started a relationship community that gets rocking January 9th. It's called Wake Up and Love. Please head on over to www.wakeupandlove.com Dot com where you can join a community of like-minded people who want to win at relationships. So I just want to thank you all for tuning in this week. Hey, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.